Coast Cafe. Uh, good morning. We're hey. all back. Bill, good to have you back. Thank you. It's good to be here. Don't know where you were, but not here, huh? Uh, no. Last, I, last week. Last week you? I was in Portland. Portland. Yeah, good. meeting with some families. It was a good week. So was I in Portland. Yes, I, you I never saw you there. That's right. Yeah. You were two different places. <laughs> yeah. It's just I, a I small ate at Jake's, town. though. Yeah, that's the best. You ate at Jake's. Jake's. I did yeah. not eat at Jake's. You've not lived until you've had... Oh, clam chowder at Jake's. Oh, I believe that. Oh. So really, oh. nine, 98% of the world has not lived. Is That's basically right. Exactly. Because exactly. yeah. they haven't been to Jake's yet. Oh, Do you man. think they know that? That they... They Jay do now. Tell everyone. I get a commission on that baby. <laughs> we are on our third awakening. Oh, my gosh. Third awakening. We have um, two years to go. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fall asleep. We'll, we'll wake you up. We, we could change our mind after six or seven of these. But, yeah. uh, no, our third awakening and, Johnny, um, reading time. Okay. Read, us a, read us a bedtime story, something. Well, this is not a bedtime story, and it's not for the faint of heart, but here it goes. 1964. <clears throat> these days I care mostly about running fast, listening to Vin Scully describe the Dodgers on the radio, and convincing, enchanting Lucille Engel to like me. Orange trees still outnumber homes. Life is pretty idyllic. Except my fifth grade class is run by this tough kid. He has two older brothers who, for all I know, are already in prison, or should be. I don't yet know much about evil, but his family is evil. Donald has beaten up three kids in our class, and it's only October. He doesn't hit me because he's entertained by me. One day he informs me that we are to meet at the railroad tracks this coming Saturday morning. These particular tracks run through the center of town, ending at an orange packing plant. For us kids, that plant is a glorious place. Upland is one of the great citrus hubs. Dozens of open-top freight cars are three-quarters filled with oranges waiting to be sent out to places like Billings or Topeka. On late afternoons, after cul-de-sac wiffle ball or front yard football, dozens of us could be found lying on our backs inside train cars filled with huge, nearly fluorescent oranges. The workers didn't even care we were in there. There there were so many oranges, we'd eat them until our mouths burned. Nobody had scurvy in our neighborhood. (laughs) On this day, like six dozen times before, I climb the train steel ladder and I dive into orange heaven. But it's early Saturday morning, and no one else is yet in the cars. Donald follows me, and he leans slowly against the back wall, saying nothing. He is staring at me intensely, and I am experiencing the sensation of being trapped for the first time in my life. He slowly informs me what he will now do to me and what I will now do to him. Twisted perversion I've never before heard or thought of. That morning changes my life. I... Remember little of what happened after emerging from the boxcar, how I got home, or what I did when I got there. I have no memories of Donald after that morning at all. I do carry this embedded maxim, which has clung to me like a wet sweater all my life. No one must ever know what happened. I will go this alone. I must find a way to never think about this again. I will be all right. I will be all right. I will be all right. 
and a previously innocent and playful kid walks with a limp from that thought on. I'm still funny. I still seem like a normal kid. I will pitch on my town's Little League All-Star team. Lucille Engel will like me, but something insidious is going on inside, all alone inside. I've discovered since there is a word for this silent limp. Shame. Awakening. Guilt says I've done something wrong. Shame hisses that there is something uniquely, irrevocably, and fundamentally wrong with me. Shame tries to convince us that we caused the evil which happened to us. It continually whispers if anyone could know the truth about who we are, they would leave us or pity us. So we are left to bluff and posture and guard and defend. Shame teaches us to perform for God's acceptance, to keep pain for something we eventually can no longer even name. It will take 40 years before I risk even a hint to anyone that something happened back there. The boxcars still stand, rusting and silent, a visible and definable part of Upland's past, my past. I've driven past them dozens of times, bringing my family to see the town of my childhood. No one in our car ever noticed me staring at those boxcars as we drove by. Decades after that day in the boxcar, I cling to this. Jesus, you make no mistakes. You make even better beauty out of the most heinous. You never left my side. You hated it more than I did. And you give me dignity. You continue to stand with me in the arena to protect my heart and my reputation. You are redeeming and will redeem all this damage. You died to take away the power of this shame. Jesus, you dropped everything to stand over me the day it all turned dark. Okay. That's really heavy. That's a heavy story. Uh, Can you read another one? It's hard to put a joke in that one. <laughs> yeah. We're coming up on the Beatles story. Everything's going to be fine in a little bit. That was a, that was a day in a, several decades. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 Hmm. So before you, you know, you read this prayer at the end uh, that you came to give to Jesus, but over the years, mm. you must have had different prayers to him about this Yeah, and, and no prayers. He yeah. didn't exist. Yeah. There, there was no letting him in. How could a God, yeah. who was a good God, allow that day to happen? Right. You yeah. know, and, and even in wanting him, how could a good God Except a you. man who a boy who that happened to. Yeah. So I've yeah. got to I've got to work in both ways. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. And when do you think this prayer began to mm. gradually materialize? Well, not even early on in my Christian faith. Yes. It's interesting. I, I mean, Bill, you were the second person. The first person I told. Uh, another person I gave a hint to a couple right. of years earlier, yeah. and I couldn't. Right. I couldn't. So, but it, it was a long time. I mean, only in the last 12 years yeah. Yeah. have I, of my life, and I've been a Christian 30-some years, have I been able to let anyone know for fear of, of, of that pity or fear that people would reject me or fear that whatever that is, 
it's so powerful. Mm-hmm. And so, so all yeah. these, I, I can even remember going to these camps, teaching camps at a, at a summer camp where we'd been 10 years, and I would drive around the camp and not go in. Stacy would say, would you just park? And, and I just <laughs> kept driving. Because I knew in a little bit that mm-hmm. people were going to see this man, and they might be able to see right through me mm-hmm. into my shame. And so, so I still was this performer trying to, trying to cover that person that I didn't know what to do with. Mm-hmm. So it, 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 I think our own writing on shame finally allowed me to look at Scripture and see Jesus really on the cross um, taking away that shame story. You know? mm-hmm. Uh, for something I didn't even cause that, yeah. that, that haunted me for all those decades. Yeah. Wow. I, I think as I hear you this morning again, John, and what you just read, I, I just really realize that the number of people are listening to us right now, and although they've never, quote, been in a box star, box yeah. car with that guy, yeah. they have that story. Yeah. It's like, how do we learn to trust God with all that is true about us. How do we learn to do that? And then are we convinced he's capable of handling it or even has a solution to it? Or or what will the people I love do with it? Even exactly. if God has a solution exactly. to it, Exactly. What, what will they do? And the overwhelmingly powerful beauty of this is how I was received by the people I love most saying, they would say to me without saying it, Oh, finally, we get to love you. Yeah, we knew right. something was wrong, yes. But now we get to love you in it, and yeah. it doesn't affect our relationship except that we get to love you. Yeah. The, the word uh, just right now is just really pounding in my little heart. Is just this hope. It, you, you know, this is a story, and the prayer creates hope. Yeah. Be- because uh, even the way you described it today about you, as a Christian, yeah. For so long, you just ignored it with God. That's right. And, Isn't that and crazy? Oh my gosh! Just the hope. At that again, it's our theology. It's what we believe. It's what we're living out. But Jesus died for my sin and my shame. Mm-hmm. It makes me think. You know, I, every time I hear a story like that, I want to stop it from happening. But you can't. I mean, this world, you can't stop it from being evil. What we have is giving people safe enough places where they yeah. don't have to hide and don't have to feel like. They'll be rejected, which is very hard to do. But if we can give kids an opportunity earlier on, that's right. What a gift! That's oh right. my gosh, David, that's such a good statement. Because here I had some of the best in the world surrounding me, but after thirty years, you've put up a wall so high that that if we can get to them, like this weekend at, at the high school camp, yeah. the, the people came by back getting to process their stories, getting to hear another in those stories, getting to follow up with, oh, those guys will be irrevocably marked now in a beautiful way to not have to carry necessarily for 30 years something that follows them into marriage, follows them into ministry, follows them, and they don't know what to do with it by that time. Even if there's a safe place, it's going to take them a long time once they're adults to, to let it out. I, I know that we have a lot to say about this, but one more thought. We just have to help everyone understand it won't go away and you'll never get over it. Yeah. 
It yeah. needs to be redeemed. Amen. And, amen, and, amen, and, amen, amen, and, amen. And, and so that's what Time will true. not heal that it, wound. It will not heal yeah. that wound. It'll yeah. actually define you. Yeah. Uh, and when you say redeemed, um, just tell people what you mean by that. Well, it's, it, what I mean by that is, is that that reality of Jesus on the cross, taking our shame, shedding his blood for our sin, and creating us new. It has to be believed. It has to be believed. That's, yeah. all. That's a redemptive process. Yeah. So even if I'm a Christian, I, I may not have processed that exactly. aspect of my life. Exactly. And, and, and you're not saying an eight-second transaction. You're saying right. me sitting with a friend and saying, walking through the redemption process exactly. of, wait, I don't believe that yet, or I'm afraid right. of that, or what's right. that going to cost right. me if I right. do that? Right. Yeah. And oh my gosh, I've carried this for so long. Just opening the subject to allow Jesus in to start that redemption. Right. And to start being loved also by those right around me. That's right. You know what, Bruce? I think we need to say something to our audience. And that is, next week I think we need to talk about the redemptive process of the shame. I just just feel like that's not understood. I I agree. Yeah. Thanks for stopping us on that because that, that I just, is, people yeah. are going, well, sure, I'll bet you that's nice if I only knew what that meant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm that, a Christian. Yeah, that's right. Hey, there's, so, there's some laughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Right. Here we, we go. Here we, we go. We, Thanks, we can't David. stay very long. <laughs> you know, yeah. we'll see you next week at Bo's Cafe, and <laughs> Bill probably won't be here. You yeah. know? <laughs> <laughs> we can't deliver. <laughs> see ya. Uh, bye-bye.